Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. everybody you are listening to mental fitness matters i am your host tracy austin and this is wsic radio happy thursday i hope everybody is having a great week i am back this week with the amazing joe del monte personal financial consultant and coach and we are back for part two of our money and mindset series the path to mental and financial freedom welcome back joe good morning buddy thank you thank you thank you keep bringing me back we got good (laughs) stuff to talk about today don't we 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 do we have some really good things to talk about today and if you guys are tuning in for the very first time you're listening to the mental fitness matter show and it's a show designed to provide you with tips strategies and solutions on improving your mental health and mental fitness. And I have teamed up with Joe Del Monte because he really is an expert in the financial and wealth world. And my background is more in the mental health space. And we are really seeing the correlation between money and mental health. So we've created this four part money and mindset series. We did part one last week. So if you missed last week's show, Don't hesitate to tune back in. You could always go to TracyAustin.com or if you're a podcast listener, um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your listening platform is, all shows are uploaded there so you would never miss a show. We encourage you to go back and and check out part one if you missed it. Um, That was on thought patterns that are keeping you and your money stuck. So with this Money and Mindset series, we really are trying to create a platform for people to get control over their money and their wealth, getting control over your money and your wealth. So we're going to get right into part two today. okay? and that's going to be getting back in control. We're going to provide you guys with practical ways to form healthier mental and monetary behavioral patterns. Joe, let's talk about this, because I think as we are doing this series It's really important for our listeners to understand the connection between our money and our mental health. There is a correlation there, mental health and money. It all goes hand in hand. Money doesn't equal happiness, but it can have a huge impact on different areas of our life. And one of those things really being our mental health, relationships, social ability. So let's kind of get into this. As we talk about getting back in control for part two, let's first kind of start with some of those pain points that we might can see the impact that money can have on our mental and and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, statistics are out there that show that uh, uh, people who have money problems are uh, more likely to have marital problems. You know, and now you could say, Maybe correlation doesn't mean causation, meaning the money doesn't cause the divorce. The money problem doesn't cause the divorce, but gosh, it's certainly a weight. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And I've experienced that in my own life and I know a lot of my clients have as well. So just in the, you just look at marriage alone or relationships alone. Um, maybe it's the relationships you have with your children who, who are grown and you don't like the way that they take care of their money or not take care of their money and you would have them do something different. It causes conflict in a relationship and it adds a layer of stress and anxiety. Absolutely. That, uh, is not normally there. Yeah. And then when we talk about stress and anxiety, when we talk about the financial stress can really begin to negatively, it can have ne- negative impact on cash flow, um, which when we talk about some of those things, 75% of U.S. adults live in a so-called stress brain state. 
which is a situation where they feel stressed out all the time. So if people are coming home with high levels of stress and you're in the midst of family and relationships, everything could kind of suffer when you're looking at it like that. And as we're talking about really identifying ways to get back in control, we want people to understand that any area of your life, when you feel like things are out of control, whether that's in your financials, Mm -hmm. whether that's in your physical health, whether that's in your mental health, whether that's in your social life, any area of our lives that get out of control, it's important to be able to kind of start to have these conversations because a lot of times what we tend to do is ignore or yes. act like the problems don't exist. Yes. There are other people's problems. They're not ours. other people's problems, right? Yeah. We turn a blind eye. That's right. You know, so. The rug. Yeah. A lot of these things building up can cause some of the other things that are popping up for people. Absolutely. Um, There's um, a, I, I guess I, can I share a story? Yeah, please so do. So this is a personal story. I like to throw my cards on the table. So I'm, I'm a terrible poker player because I do that. <laughs> um, but just to show you the impact of money in a relationship in a good relationship. So in my marriage, it was some years ago uh, that I had done some real estate deals and things like that over the years. And so it was a handful of years ago and I wanted to do another one. And I found a deal and I told my wife, okay, I came home. I said, Hey, found a good deal. And we're going to do this real estate deal. And she's like, okay. She says, uh, you could do it, but don't spend any of our savings. And I don't want you taking out additional lines of credit to do the deal. You can finance it through the bank and do whatever you're doing. Um, I said, okay. And uh, guess what I did? Yeah, I'm that guy. So (laughs) I did it. I did all those things. And and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? She'll thank me later. This is going to work out. I'm the money guy. I know what I'm doing. It's worked before. And I'll just show up and buy her something really nice. And she'll be like, wow, you're so smart. (laughs) Do whatever you want with our money. And uh, (laughs) it definitely didn't didn't go that route. So the deal didn't go as I wanted it to. And I got left with some debt that I committed to. And I thought, well, I'll kick it down the road and I'll leverage it and do something else. And so here, years later, it's like, I still have this debt. I'm like, where's this from? And she's like, well, I could tell you. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so it, it, I say all that is it's kind of joking now because it's, it's way past us, but at the time and for actually a number of years, the decision I made with money to not include her mm. and to kind of do it my way, despite what she wanted, I didn't compromise in that. I just went and did it. That caused a lot of stress and damage to trust in the relationship. Now we have a, a phenomenal marriage and it's, we've had our ups and downs like any marriage, but that was an, a point of contention where trust was damaged. And so the decision around money, one decision, one decision cost me lots of time. And everybody knows when you, when you just, you know, destroy trust in a relationship, most people think it's just through infidelity. That's the only right. way to do it. No, it's through lying. It's through, you know, doing something with money and not telling your spouse about it or yeah. whatever the case is. Um, that has a lasting effect that now you got to work over time to get that back. And so, you know, it absolutely does correlate to you making decisions together, recognizing that that money can either be uh, something that unites you two, where you become partners, or it could be a wedge in your relationship. And you might not know what it is until years later. And you look and say, Oh shoot. Now I'm, like I'm trying to repair something. Right. So, and I've, 
know a lot of people that have had similar experiences. So I share that to say, you, you know, don't downplay the weight that your decisions around money have in the relationships with those that are closest to you. Absolutely. And I'm hearing you kind of talk that through and, and not only that piece of it, but not downplaying the value of being able to kind of open up and communicate about what the needs are, what the plans are, and having that open line of communication with the people, your your partner, your spouse, so that way everybody's on the same page. That's right. Because as you just described, a, le- a level of trust yes. was broken, which is going to cause additional problems in the mental health space. Absolutely. You know, so that's powerful. Big time. Big time stress that's added that, quite frankly, you don't need to add. Yeah. Relationships are tough enough, Tracy. I mean, you know that. Gosh. Yeah. Every relationship, whether it's with your parents, your kids, your cousins, doesn't matter, your, your boss, your spouse, they're tough enough with yeah. all the outside influences in this world. Then you do something that you think is, oh, it's just money. Like that's money is just, it's over there. It's not an emotional thing. It's just a dollar bill and a coin and a credit card and whatever. And you don't realize that, no, that thing is a wedge if you allow it to be in many areas of your life. And sometimes it's a wedge with yourself, which is probably getting, that's more on your level. That's that's too deep for me to go. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it can cause you to look at yourself and say, gosh, like what the heck is wrong with me? Absolutely. Because kind of like when we talked about as these, these shows are going to kind of blend together here, when we talked about in topic one, thought patterns and beliefs around money and how people attach money to value of themselves or not, right? right? So yes. I think those things are big. And when you're talking about money and relationships, the self-esteem piece of that, how are you coming to the table and what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. What does that value hold to you? And so I think as we're talking about money and relationships in this sense, being able to rely on your partner, right? Yes. Being able to be in a good mental space and feeling as though the partner in your your relationship can make good decisions. Yes. And so when we're talking about the mental health piece of that as well, it's like, okay, when we make these decisions around our money, what space are we in? Hmm. How do we feel? Are we mm. making decisions? Do we notice we make decisions when we are not feeling so good? Are those the poor decision making? Are we feeling at our best in making decisions that That's don't right. turn out so well with our money? That's right. And are we making decisions that are um, we would feel comfortable sharing publicly? Right. Boy, that's a big one right there. Yeah. You know, if you told somebody what you did with your money, yeah, would you be afraid how they would respond or would you be proud to tell them what you did? Yeah. That's powerful, you know, and so when you think about that, as you stop and think about all of these things, it reminds you to go back and and pause. Mm -hmm. And so as we said at the beginning of the show, when we're talking about getting back in control in any area of our life, I think the very first thing that we have to do is we're talking about if things are out of control, no matter what the area is, we got to sit down and take a look at it. Yes. We got to sit down and take a look at it and figure out where did this train go off the track Mm -hmm. and how do I use my relationships, my partnerships, professionals, if you need Mm -hmm. to be bringing professional supports, how do we get the train back on the track and and reassess where we are? Absolutely. Having the conversations. Yes. Having conversations and being proactive. And we got some tips that we're going to leave you guys with today to take proactive steps. Um, And it takes some activity. It takes some action, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to provide you guys with some practical tips that you can start right now from a mental and monetary standpoint to change your behavior patterns and get you on track. You are listening to the Mental Fitness Matters show. We will be right back. 
Hey, hey, welcome back. You are listening to the Mental Fitness Matters Show. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and I am here with Joe Del Monte, a personal financial coach. And we are on part two of our Money and Mindset series. Today's topic is on getting back in control, practical ways to form healthy mental and monetary behavior patterns. And before we took a break, we were just talking about some of those pain points, whether money can show up in your mental health and your relationships and how they all correlate and go together. So Joe, let's talk. So because money is something that we definitely need, right? It, it really is access to anything that we're doing, eating, shopping, going, living. Mm-hmm. How do we not allow money to be controlling our behaviors and our decisions? How do we get in control of something that really has a lot of power in everything that we do? Yeah, well, I think the first thing is we, we got to recognize that we actually give money control. We allow it to control us. Mm. Uh, we allow ourselves to to slide into um the perceptions that we think you know we need to live at a certain standard we need to look a certain way we need to drive a certain something you know what i mean and uh if you're not living this life whatever that life is i don't know i it's what people put on social media um then you're you're not getting it you know it's get money get money hustle get what why yeah (laughs) what are you talking about right now so it's like take control back how do you take control of something? You decide to be proactive on it. So you want to lose 50 pounds. How do you take control of your own body? You don't just decide in your mind, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. You decide that your refrigerator is going to look different starting today. You decide that that treadmill's got dust on it. You're going to knock the dust off and get on it, right? You decide to take proactive steps. So there's some things that you got to do. Nobody wants to do them. But if you want to change the results, you got to do something different. Absolutely. And so as I'm hearing you say that, as it relates to the topic we're on today, you may can't control right now the the amount of money coming in and out of your home. So you may have a job that's providing you a certain monthly amount. So that is what it is. But there's some things that we can do that may not necessarily be directly based on the amount of money coming in, but they're tied to your mental health, to Mm -hmm. your spending habits. And one of the things from a mental health perspective, I think people really can just start to take a look at of what we can control is number one, our sleep, Hmm. our sleep. Um, I don't think people realize the value of what sleep does in terms of how you feel the next day, how you power up. Sleep is a very restorative process. Mm -hmm. So really just kind of setting a game plan up to say, you know what, if we're going to do this together, if you have a partner that's with you in the home, being able to say, let's create a consistent sleep schedule. Let's start there. Hmm. Let's take the money off the table. Mm -hmm. Let's get some habits that we can control through sleep, nutrition, and exercise and say, let's create a game plan around that to see if I begin to feel better, which allows us both to be happier, which then allows us to kind of have more mental energy to make better decisions. Right. You know, so there's some things that we can do. Absolutely. And that's a simple thing, right? I'm a big proponent of afternoon naps. I don't get yeah. any, I don't get any of them, but I wish everybody would take one. Um, but you know, sleep. We we think, you know, there's no rest. You got to work to the you know burn the midnight oil. If you're not up till two in the morning working and up at five in the morning, back at it, then you're not going to be successful. I think that's a myth. Yeah, I think some people are built. They can operate on really low sleep, but it will catch up with you, and your brain. You know, you know more about this, obviously, than me, but your brain is way more clear. Absolutely. There's more clarity. There's more focus. There's more creativity that comes in a rested mind. Yeah. 
For sure. Yeah, and it reduces stress. And so when we yes. think about stress around finances, if you can't control for right now the amount of money coming in and out, don't try so hard to try to change that. Go to the areas that are least resistant mm. where you have less stress around. Money is the money piece there. But, yeah, don't try to let that be the thing that you're trying to change when you know right now income is what it is. Mm-hmm. So you go to something that's least resistant and say, you know what? I may, can't move this needle, but how do I start feeling better? How can I not, like you just said, Joe, knock the dust off the treadmill and start just working on my physical health, allowing myself to feel better about myself, which is going to also help you attract other things that can lead to more money into your life. Making better decisions. Making better decisions. So taking the focus off of this big pain point of the money, let's switch gears a little bit, begin to work on something that you can control. You know, but you may have an opportunity to change the income, which can help people set up some strategies at home with their spouse That's right. and That's setting right. a budget or some sort. Or but if you're not rested enough, you're not going to have the creativity to recognize opportunity or the energy to take on an additional opportunity. Absolutely. So that's great advice is, is take the first step. That's the path of least resistance, things that you can change yeah. um, to at least start down that path. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of times, no matter what the goals are that we're setting for ourselves, we try to start with the thing that we feel like, this is the issue, so I have to start mm. there. But a lot of times that creates this this negative effect where it makes yeah. you stop and you do nothing. So 